Hi, I'm Betsy Beers. I'm the executive producer of Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, and How to Get Away with Murder. And this is Shondaland Revealed, the official Shondaland podcast for TGIT on ABC. We're still official and it's 2016. And I'm hoping we can get through the year with our official status not being taken away from us. I guess we'll fight pretty hard for it if we have to. We are here today and we're going to talk about Scandal, one of my favorite topics, needless to say, on the TGIT lineup, one of my three favorite topics. And here joining me is, you know, first of all, she's super cool. Second of all, she has five billion mad skills. I also love nothing more than when she comes into my office and occasionally I can pay her to hang out by like forcing her to eat a salad or something. Um, But she's here with me today to keep me company, to talk about... I don't know. I would kind of call this the season of Abby. I would too. On Scandal. You know, it's I know sort of last the season year, of Abby. Last year, I think TV Guide did an interview with Shonda and she said last year was the season of Abby. I don't know. But I think that she meant this year. I think this year. Darby <laughs> Stanchfield, of course, plays Abby yes. on Scandal. And I think this so really... So I get, I get to come in for less of the free salads in your office because you I've been so busy. So you guys, basically, <laughs> what I do is I've been trying like on a regular basis. Darby and I get together and talk about different things and projects yes. and the world. And we did have sort of a system going we where did. you would come yes. in and maybe shove system. some lettuce down your throat and we would talk about <laughs> yes. development and producing. We would power visit. Yes. Two women getting together to try to have a conversation about how we can do interesting things. I'm a little pissed at the writers and at Shonda because <laughs> you're so damn freaking busy all the time. Abby's I never see busy. your ass, which is terrible. And Abby gets busier. Things escalate for Abby this year and there's a lot of... I think Sally Langston says it best, something about the power, the love of power. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of power shifts going on in the show. And so, you know, Abby finally grapples with the issue of power in the season. And that's really fun. To that end, just so you know, Darby's wearing a very powerful outfit today. Just to to bring it back in a circle. (laughs) Because she walked in, I was like, oh, dude, I just want that jacket so badly I could kind of throw up on it so I could steal it so I could clean it and then never give it back. How's that for an idea, you guys? Don't do it. It's gross. I think just for that, I'm going to leave it in the office. It sort of feels like that you've thrown it And I got to keep it. Or I could, you know, hit you over the head and take it, which is probably be simpler than... than... I probably wouldn't come back for a salad if you hit me over the head. We would really screw up the whole relationship there. But I'm she's, a pretty simple person. You hit me over the head, I won't come back. She's weird. You know what? I'm totally for that. If you hit me over the head, I wouldn't come back either. I think the whole thing would be bad. Okay, she's wearing this great white t-shirt, which I think is adorbs. But this jacket, you guys, is kind of amazing. So it's, it's a little bit like a varsity jacket with a yeah. V-neck, and it's got a black woolish trim mm-hmm. and a zipper and like like a varsity jacket would be it's got you yeah know, like a letterman's jacket a letterman's sure. jacket but no letters but no letters what it has in style it's got these black gray sequins with little white sequins but matte that, that, like it's the, not shiny it's matte you guys it's matte <laughs> so it's like armor it's like armor it's very badass i feel like a gladiator but with a nice kind of knit bottom <laughs> And then some sort of like oil skin black jeans. It's and some... hard to describe, isn't it? Yeah, these are leather. I pulled out my black leather pants for you today. You did. And which is why I'm wearing the sloppiest, <laughs> crappiest outfit you've ever seen. My hair is in a pebbles ponytail. Well, you're running the, the world, Betsy. So I don't you know, to wash you can't my hair, have... Darby. <laughs> Every day you can't have like the perfect blowout. Come on. You're right. I never have a blowout as a matter of fact. It's just I have blowouts on the phone with people. But yeah, at any rate, she's totally, totally wearing the best freaking outfit ever and looks like she's drinking some green juice, which is not unusual because as you know, Darby's... As David Rosen, excuse me, as Josh Molina has established, I rarely eat solid food. That, that's is that actually, true? No, it's not true. That's just a joke that he made. Because that's what he always sees you. Because I, oh, he sees me... I, 
I, I mean, I do like my beverages, but no, I'm I've quite a prolific eat. cook. I've seen, and I've seen you, you eat. You and I shovel food we all have. together. And, I yes. unhook my jaw and I stick a big salad in there. <laughs> it's going to be the most delicious thing I've ever had. But we're not here to talk about my bizarre eating habits or the amount I masticate. That means chew, you guys, okay? <laughs> so let's not get ahead of ourselves. This show is just getting so crazy balls. So first of all, now Abby's sort of Fitz's work wife, despite the fact that she's kind of told him enough with the work wife. Abby set boundaries, but as we know from this episode, he didn't listen at all. No, and and she way, feels oh. she feels obligated and she sort of feels, you know, if she didn't want to do it, she wouldn't, but she feels very motivated to get in there and chaperone his ass. She does. And I think she's incredibly protective and correctly because he doesn't seem to understand the risks he's taking mm-hmm. or the risks that he's yeah. actually taking for the presence in the country when he For acts sure. when like he a teenage about, boy. Yes, when he thinks about his personal life only and he doesn't think about the repercussions, repercussions on a larger scale of what it means as, you know, the leader of the country and the message that he sends and, you know, all of that. So that's Abby's job. And it just keeps getting more complicated because yeah. I feel like Abby, who's a press secretary, is now in a whole nother weird zone because mm-hmm. I'm not sure technically it's the press secretary's job to be doing this. I sort of feel like he should be hiring a She has a another Manny. line in her resume. It's, it's press secretary and work wife. It really is. Do you think, though, that, like, do you think there's any part of this where she's starting, she's a little jealous of Lillian? Wow, that's a good question. I mean, do you feel um, like, because she's, she's now, she's super. You, you mean, like, is she interested well, no, in I the president? Well, no, I think it's more like she's in the soup. Got it, like, right. She's got that power so thing attention. you're talking about. Yes. Oh, Does I Does that abs- diminish the power? I think that Abby makes it pretty clear that she's sort of the work wife, and he needs to listen to her, and they need to come up with a plan, and everything has to go through Abby. I mean, she, she pretty much says that, I think, a couple of different times in the episode. She does a couple of different times, and there's also <laughs> that moment where she pretty much faces off with him in bed. Yes, the, she faces off with him in bed. Which, by the way... <laughs> that was really fun to shoot. That's kind of badass. <laughs> it is. It's great stuff. I mean, it's the season of Abby. Abby stomps in when he's in bed. And doesn't shrink and get all embarrassed. It's like, dude, get out of bed. Here's your file. Go downstairs. Do your job. Abby, up until now, like there was a relationship with David Rosen. Mm-hmm. There was the relationship Leo with Leo. Mm-hmm. This year, Abby's like all about her job, man. She really I mean, is. Leo's around. He's Well, he's in... Texas, he's, I think. Yeah, he's not around, around, but he got pissed because you were working so much, right? <laughs> right. I'm never around, so he's gone off and taken other jobs. And But yes, I mean, they're still theoretically together or a thing. Maybe they email men now. Maybe that's what they do. Maybe, maybe it's a lot of FaceTime. I don't know. I mean, she's always on the phone with Fitz. So later on in the episode, when Abby says, you know what? Either I'm so tired of you threatening to fire me. Either fire me or don't fire me. But, you know, don't ever threaten me again. So along with stepping into this sort of work wife world, she is finding her own power. She's finding power within that and she's using it. I mean, she's, she really sort of gives him an ultimatum. Well, it's and the isn't first scared time about he's, it. he's and, ever allowed her to call him Fitz. It was actually truly kind of awkward to say. Like, I, it, it comes across <laughs> awkward in the show, but I was like, Abby's never said that. Like, even when Abby and Olivia talk about Fitz, I mean, I can say it now because I've had practice. Even when they talk about him, Abby's always saying the president this or Mr. President that. So when we actually went and did the scene, the awkwardness was, it was a genuine, real, there was no acting there. It's weird. It is weird. But, you know, as a work wife, I'll suck it up and call him Fitz. <laughs> 
And then, I mean, throughout this episode, there's there's that whole Francisco Vargas thing, and yes. what the heck is Cyrus up to? Cyrus is like the puppet mastermind. Cyrus is many places at once, he and really what's with the is. relationship with Tom? He's got a little side piece now, not a little side piece. I was about to say, kind of a... Secret Service... Um, um, assassin side piece. Post-Secret Service assassin side piece. So Tom might yes. be the busiest man on television, because Tom is not only a Secret uh, next Service... Next to Abby. Next to Abby. <laughs> <laughs> Who's work-wifing. They're both, they're, both, they're both so busy. Work-wifing, texting Leo, talking to Fitz. Talking crazy. Still having an occasional drink with, with Olivia. Well, she's got to fit changed, that in. There's still girls night. They seem to have changed their drink too because last time I checked <laughs> they they're drinking. They're drinking scotch. They're drinking scotch because yes. that's the that's the power drink. Remember Olivia started drinking scotch when she moved into the Oval that, and she stood on that seal and well just started drinking scotch with Fitz. So there is something very timely and symbolic about Abby. Do you, do you think Although that Abby's always been a scotch do you think? Do you think like Obama drinks scotch? Do you think that's a thing where you get on the presidential seal? And I imagine. Well, you did I most, mean, the real most, seal. You most recently met Hillary Clinton, I believe, who I did. Who she popped, came by our set. Who popped on set. She just happened to be passing by and yeah. just, you know, you regular could, day on scandal. You could have asked her <laughs> if she drank scotch on the oval. I could have, you know, I was more concerned about the dimensions of our oval office and did it was it about the right size. So I really pressed her on that issue when we walked through that room. She said, Yeah, you know, I think it's a little smaller. I she think said, she's correct. But she said, except for the open roof, you know, because our oval office doesn't have a ceiling. It doesn't have a top. That would make ours bigger. That would. She said that part, of course, is bigger. But she said, really, if I take that away, I think it's a smaller room than the real oval. So that's what I got out of her. That's what I have for this podcast. That, that, that's that's what you got. <laughs> so now, do you think Olivia? Because Olivia is going a little nutty balls about the Jake relationship. It's there. A, it's you know it's fascinating because gladiators are starting to get a little mad at her because she's he's hanging out around dinner time i think with with rowan yep with he's papa pope right they just love having dinner sure but but olivia is sleeping with him i don't know what was it four times in this last episode yeah, it's so confusing it's, it's aerobic so i i'm thinking that you know she, i'm thinking that she's smart that she's digging and that she's that she's calculating and she's wondering but the gladiators are concerned they're now getting concerned because they're like you're just wrapped up in the personal life but you know i I don't think Olivia's that simple. She's getting some action. Check that box. Box checked. Right. She's finding out more about her dad. Like, what's he up to? Check that box. It's also good to keep your eye on the new director of the NSA. Check that box. Check that box, right? Yep. You know, Olivia also busy. Also busy. (laughs) Olivia also Also busy. busy. Very busy. And also a lot of clothes shopping because she's not wearing white anymore. I know, by the so way. So she's had to go on major shopping She's sprees. discovered the amazing world of color. <laughs> which is amazing. Do you and know still to this day, like when I have a scene with her and she's wearing some sort of color, um, I, it's still like a, I mean, we're a few episodes ahead in the filming and it's still hard for me, like <laughs> to see her in a purple coat or something. I still like get a little confused and anxious and who is I gotta this person? I got to say one of my favorite reactions was when, when publicity photos started coming out. Yes. That our fans started to react like, what happened? Right. And that big promo in the red leather trench or patent leather or whatever. Yeah. That was hot. Yeah, hot stir, wasn't it, for the fans? So I think I'd like to mention one other person I think is pretty busy is David Rosen. He's never been busier and never been more shirtless. Which is a thing now, apparently. He's a man whore. In fact, I'm shocked that Abby hasn't said that to him yet. Although I don't know that Abby knows at this point. I'm confused as to what Abby Abby knows knows. or what Abby doesn't know. Like, I think it's a super question. She's too busy trying to keep... This Can I tell you something? I was just about to say, she's just chasing after limousines, right. knocking on windows at this point, saying, what the hell do you think you're doing with that yes. waggy finger? But I'm kind of amazed at how David Rosen is juggling the Susan Ross of it all yes. with Lizzie Bear. The Elizabeth North of it all. And, you know, still Talking about very being taste, attorney general. Too. 
Yes. I mean, Abby, totally different than Susan Ross, no, totally yeah, different than Lizzie. He's a complex man. He's got all sorts of... I get it, though. You know, that's human nature. He's equal opportunity. He's equal opportunity, as an attorney general should be. He looks for the <laughs> moral, ethical right in these situations. <laughs> and somehow or another, he ends up with his shirt off doing strange things in his office. Wow. Now, do you think that Abby would be surprised at how much action David's getting? He has been noted. Yes. He has been noted be. in tell-all books, I'm just going to say. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So let's That's just go right. back to the that. dominatrix wrote a chapter on him, on David Rosen, a.k.a. the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody needs to refer to that, they can go back on my Twitter feed where I posted a picture of the doctor up on <laughs> Livy Pope and Associates board as one of the dominatrix's subject matters. So would Abby be surprised? I mean, yes and no. It's funny where Abby and David left off, it just sort of fizzled out and she sort of, she thinks of him as a friend. And I think the last thing that she did is she's shared her concern about the, Olivia's well-being when she was kidnapped, but that's sort of where they left it off. Um, so we, I guess we're talking about a new feature this week on the podcast, which is yes, <laughs> hysterical. Thank you, Holly. Our genius producer is always trying to keep things fresh so you poor people don't wander off and start listening to, oh, I don't know, somebody else's scandal podcast. Wait, so there you are others? I, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, we're official. Why would you listen to anything this else? This is the one and only. And this is like yes. listening to me babble official. for hours. We know you love to yes. cook because you actually tweet very often when it's I do. No Meat I mean, Mondays. Speaking of official, this is the Scandal official podcast. And I have an official Tumblr, which I post recipes. It's Darby's official. And it's like, this is awesome. Which so our new program is that we're going to talk about Scandal, scandal Slow scandal Cooking snack. with Darby. Like a, like a live tweeting. You got to have something ready for all of that work. See, and I thought that that was the smartest idea because you guys, you're hungry, man. You're hungry. You're hungry. You love tweeting. And you guys are live tweeting two time zones sometimes, yes, two right? two time zones. Okay, so what do you slow cook? Can you give us a sense of an easy slow cooker recipe that you like to My do? New, yeah, I'm sort of, because it's winter, I've sort of been doing, um, winter time I tend to do soups and stews and something where you can throw all the ingredients in a pot and sort of leave it on the stove for three or four hours. It smells up the whole house really nice. nice. You score points with the family. Everybody thinks you've been slaving away when really you haven't. And then you have a really nice home-cooked meal that will sustain you through all the live tweeting and the TGIT activities. And if your household's not too big or you're not too hungry, you may even have leftovers for a couple amazing. more times in the week. So lately, here's my new favorite one. It's a lentil soup with a spicy chicken sausage and kale. Mm. And it's very easy. You just take uh, I'm going to post this, by the way, with a picture on my Darby's official Tumblr. I'll tweet about it and Instagram it so you can find it. Lentils. First, you chop up a yellow onion, a few carrots. Mm -hmm. I'd say like a half a head of celery, a half a bunch of celery. Just chop all that up in little pieces. Saute it in like a tablespoon of coconut oil to get it nice and caramelized. Did you use coconut as opposed to olive? Yeah, I'm kind of doing that right now. That's you could use olive oil, Yep. but you know, coconut oil is also like one of those really good things for you. So I've been doing that. Then I add about uh, eight cups of water and a whole bag of lentils. But first you got to wash the lentils like, just really quickly in a strainer to just, it's just nice to give them a good wash. So I dump the water in there and the lentils and then I go into the spice rack and get dried Greek oregano from my garden, mm -hmm. a little bit of thyme, some pepper. I'm not a huge garlic person. You could do the cloves of garlic at the beginning, but I go for garlic powder because it mm -hmm. gives just a hint. Onion powder, even though you put it in there, I like to add more. Some sea salt. Then, because I'm going for a spicy dish, a, 
a bit of cayenne, mm -hmm. pepper, like a few good shakes. Cover the lid, let that simmer for like two, three hours. Then closer to the time that mm. I want to eat, I saute up some jalapeno chicken sausages mm. for like two minutes. Chop those up, throw them in the soup, let it go for another half hour. And then at the very end, I add a whole head of kale or but you can go to Trader Joe's and get kale is like all chopped up in little pieces and already washed. And you just add that so it just wilts. So it doesn't get know. all droopy yes. and goopy. Here's another, I'm going to give you a little cuisine secret too. About lentils, you know, lentils gives you a lot of flatulence. Mm -hmm, it can. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So one way to combat that is you add a little bit of seaweed. Uh, it doesn't matter what kind of seaweed, but a little bit of seaweed, you add that. I usually add it at the beginning because it will dissolve. But there's something about whatever the alkalizing properties of the seaweed and the lentils that like counteracts the gas. <laughs> so you're not as loud at work the next day. It makes it a much more enjoyable dish for people to eat together. But anyway, because it's such a spicy dish, you don't even taste the seaweed if people are worried about that. Delicious. Oh. This is awesome. I'm going to be taking this idea home and spicy making my husband make it. <laughs> <laughs> As now is you my, are a smart woman. Now is my way of doing everything, which is <laughs> let my husband do it. That's great. Thank you so much for sharing that with sure. us though. See, that's delicious. And I suspect you could do a meatless version of that as well. Just remove the sausage. And what I would add instead is like, um, I would say two or three cups of mushrooms because they really, when they get sauteed, or cooked in a soup, they tend to taste they like meat. Up. They're sort, yeah, they're sort of hearty like meat. Um, do you ever just pour a lot of liquor in there? Because that's what I would do. <laughs> I'm immediately going like, this this is perfect for red wine. Come on. You're like, how can I add the alcohol? Yeah, right. It's a flavoring yes, agent, Darbs. The red. Yes, you could also drink the wine along with. I guess you could do both. You could right? do both. You could do. <laughs> you could double fist. You could have it in the dish. And I could be drinking it. Get too. the husband. Get the husband on it. <laughs> I will, I will do that. All right, we've got time for a few fan questions. Yay! Um, I know it's just like so cool, and there's so many good fan questions. Aquarius Gail Kim, one of our favorite people, wants to know which character would you love to play other than Abby for just one day? Hands down, Sally Langston. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? The Lowell Lovers of Liberty, her hairdo, her accent, the smug look on her face. Absolutely, Sally Langston, no question. Um, Elena <laughs> at um, Aria M. Montgomery's um, wants to know if Abby could befriend one character from another show, who would it be? Oh. Who would be Abby's BFF from another show? It would uh, always Christina Yang. Right? Gray is always. I think that they both straight talk and she's super smart. And I like to think that Abby's super smart. And, you know, I think that would be a good BFF. But I mean, no one no one tops Olivia Pope. But if I were going to have another BFF, there you go. Totally. You couldn't agree that. more, could you? I could not agree more. Um, Suzette at Suzette, ES, Suzette SF wants to know. I bet that's Suzette San Francisco. What do you think? Um, Suzette wants to know, what would you say are the main differences between OPA Abbey and White House Abbey? It's interesting. The OPA Abbey, her status was pretty high. I mean, there's a dynamic of she was working within a group. So there's this collaborative sort of, it, they're sort of like an amoeba, OB, OPA. It's an amoeba. It's like one organism and she works within the organism, but she's also established and she's, she's in, she's in the club. But White House is very much like each man for his own and there's all these power plays and it doesn't work like an amoeba even though you want it to because for goodness sakes it's like politics and you hope that these people can get stuff done but they're all backstabbing and turning on each other so it's very much like power playing more of a chess player so Abby is on her own she started off at the bottom as an outsider so the, there's a huge difference in terms of her experience in those worlds and her her role within those worlds about being a collaborator in one and an outsider in the other. 
Although, as we are seeing in the season, Abby actually becomes an insider and gets more power. As we go forward, it will be so interesting to, oh, uh, yeah. to, for, to see the fans' reactions in Abby's continued journey with, with getting more power and, and what kind of person she is with that and what she does with it and how she reacts to it and if she's good at it. Yeah, I think I just see so much more confidence in Abby yes. now. She's just more yes, confident. For you sure. Know? Her ability to handle the president now, I think. Yeah. Well, she's had to, she, she's forced to stand on her own two feet. Yeah, I know. No, it's like baptism by fire, I well, think, totally. Yeah. Um, bobblehead lives. We love bobblehead lives. Bobblehead, bobblehead lives. Love. love bobblehead. Manages bobblehead to do so many things. To, and bobblehead is just on it. Like on constantly it. on it. Um, you yes. can create something, anything new, colors, animal, time travel, anything. What would you create? Wow. Bobblehead always comes up with these incredibly okay, well, clever questions. That's amazing. Okay, I'm going to just sort of answer part of that. If I could have a superpower, sort of like that. If I could create something, I would love to be invisible. I think that would be amazing. If you could truly I be invisible. I think being invisible would be like super cool. Like the Harry cool. po Potter's like invisibility cloak, but without the cloak, you just sort of snap your fingers and you can be invisible. But that's also very dangerous because once you invent it, then anybody can do it. And then I mean, you never know if people are invisible or not. And you want to know something? It could actually be existing already. It could be. There could we be people know. right now. <laughs> Bobblehead lives could be sitting right she here. Could be sitting right in here. This empty chair. Yes. Um, now I'm going to answer the last question, which is Sanai Grant number three, which is she's got an amazing candle from Antwerp, Belgium. Are you as sassy in real life as you are on Twitter on Thursday nights? And I'm going to answer this question. I'm going to say, Oh yes, you are. <laughs> she is sassy Abby. Hashtag sassy Abby. Hashtag sassy but she's Abby. sassy Darby too. She's very sassy. So. That sass is... Yes. Well, I'm the one who makes up the tweets, so... I think that <laughs> answers that go, question, right? right? Yeah. It's all those lentils. It's all that gas. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new meaning to the expression cooking with gas. I think we're not talking about... Tweeting with sass, cooking with gas. They rhyme, you guys. <laughs> I hope you guys know that we're going to be doing a interview series on the road around America because this is so much fun. I wonder if anybody would come. We would just do this all day. I'm ready. Let's go. Me too. I, we I, just answer questions. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having this me. This is so much fun. It's so great. Finally to be in your office again. I know, really. This is just, I've been super lonely. It's been super drab. <laughs> I just stare at my computer all day long and yell at people on the phone. It's a grim life. And then you come in and you're all perky and you look so cute. It's just, it just makes the day so much better. It's just, you, ha oh. you guys have no idea out there. It's, <laughs> it's, it's all good. Although I have to tell you guys, Scott Foley was in here who, as some of you know, was, is doing a pilot with us because he wrote a comedy pilot and he's very yes. talented and multi multifaceted. Mm -hmm. And because he knows that I, I swear like a truck driver, he gave me a book, which is entitled F the World. It's all pictures. I of, was just looking at that book and wondering. photographs where somebody has actually put the F word in, in like wrong signage. places. In signage. Right, in public signs. And it's pretty amazing. You've got to love that book. Pretty did it amazing. speak to your soul? It did. It really spoke to my soul. It was one of the kindest, <laughs> gentlest things anybody could have done. I don't know why I just thought about that, but it's sitting here. And I thought everybody should know that wow. not only did Scott Foley bring a puppy into a meeting once. That's a good to gift To put for me you. in a good mood. Right. Did but he really? He did. He brought in a puppy. And that's why he's doing a pilot. That's right. <laughs> You're like, dude. It's the little things. It's the it's F word. It's just, dogs. It's very straightforward. It's like, it's just the simple, simple things woman. in life. Um, next time on Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> uh, we have an episode called My Next Life. I'm just going to say I love this episode because one of my favorite characters from the past of Grey's Anatomy, from the very, 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 very deep past, is making a reappearance. And it's very surprising. And when Shonda first told me about this and I saw the beginning of the episode, I started screaming like a wild woman. So you got to watch it if you're a Grey's Anatomy fan because it will blow your mind. Um, that's Thursday, March 3rd at 8 o'clock on ABC.
on um, How to Get Away with Murder. There's an episode called Something Bad Happened, and that's Thursday, March 3rd at 10 o'clock on ABC. And that's things are getting really dangerous for Annalise and the kids, you guys. And we're getting towards the end of the season, so you have to start to really pay attention because everything is going to start to make sense. And by the way, Sandwich Between Grey's and Murder this week only, because Scandal will not be on this coming week, is a new show from our Shondaland alumni, Jenna Bands, and it's called The Family. And Joan Allen and Zach Gelford, who we knew on Off the Map, who was so fabulous. It's a great show, and you guys should watch it. Scandal will be back the following week with the next great episode, but do tune in for The Family which is nine o'clock ABC this coming Thursday. And thanks again, EW.com, for posting an exclusive first listen to the podcast every Thursday night. Thank you, EW. I'll buy you a sandwich. Don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe to this podcast at iTunes.com backslash Shondaland, where each new podcast episode is available on Friday evenings. I'll be back next week with another new Shondaland Revealed podcast. Until then, stay safe, stay dry, stay warm or cold if you're in a warm place or warm and cold. Just stay the right temperature. This is Betsy Beers. Have a great one. Bye-bye.